This week on The Reverse Stick, with Commonwealth Games underway, Claire Allen from the hockey family joins us. She's on the ground at GC 2018. In the EHL, they knock out 12, and there's more World Eleven signings. Welcome once again to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. My name is John Lee. I twiddle with the knobs and Matt Allen, who does all the other work. How are you, Matt? Uh, lovely introduction. Thanks very much, John. Uh, good to be here. I'm a bit depressed. To, 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 to You're depressed? Yeah. Why? Oh, it's just EHL, knockout 16, knockout 8, come down. Jeez. Oh, what Amazing club hockey! Oh, it was a thrill actually to get and to catch it most of it on uh, a live stream and be able to feel part of it was excellent from the other side of the globe. Got a lot of that, and we'll get to that in the news. We will indeed. But um, what else? What else is going on? Well, Commonwealth Games are just around the corner. I didn't didn't ask you how you how you doing. Are you well? Oh yeah, I'm fine. I got I'm fine. I got a real dose on the weekend. Top class hockey, top of the world. Thank you very much. Well, season's about to get underway in exactly. less than two weeks for you. You've, you've been out on the paddock. You've been doing uh, a bit of pre-season. I've been watching a lot of hockey. See, I'm told 10% of improvement is in your mind. Uh huh. So that's the 10% I'm working on this season. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. I think it's a, a plan that's uh, bound to come to fruition. Good luck with that. News. Where do we start? The fresh, can, fresh news? Can we news start or? and get something out of the way very quickly up because it's on the FIH website? Sure. The uh, FIH website, where is it? Oh, got to go to the, uh, which pit is it? The Match Centre, if that's when to find all the latest official FIH news from what's going on. Games-wise, yeah. Games-wise. That's, that's the Altius uh, page there, isn't it, which seems to be adopted by a lot of... Uh, State and national associations. Yep. On the international scene, there have been some officially sanctioned tests going on. Uh, China has been playing Spain and Belgium played China. And Belgium will play China again. That's in all in Brussels? Tonight. Uh, yes, I believe so. In Brussels. Uh, interesting result. 3-2 to the Belgians over China. Uh, the Spanish series played out fairly closely. They got away with them in that last game. 3-1 Spain over China. The Chinese now move on to America after this tour. They're doing a nice little circuit in preparation for the Women's World Cup, it it appears. Yeah, they're getting plenty of games in. They are, and um, it's no surprise what they're doing. Read The Art of War, Matt, and you'll pick it up. They're going to be very good at the World Cup. Yeah, I'm sure I saw something the other day about the selection of the the national team had come out of the latest state championships there. Um, Once again, you know, I'm as good with my Chinese translation on Twitter as you are with the Spanish translation on Twitter. Okay, yeah. So you think that that's the actually the Chinese national side is the side? So that we mentioned the it before. But the, the, we yeah, I found, I, found, I found it strange that, that that was the way that quite often that their national program was selected was through the most successful state program. Yeah, yeah. I think they might be a bit more sophisticated than that. Well, it's interesting times. They've obviously Jam- got a fairly well, good international team. Well, Jamie Moulders is what six, eight months, no, eight months into the role now. Yeah, um, and. Uh, obviously making some great progress there with them so it'd be in- interesting to see and we spoke also about don't we really want to build the sport in a country of oh, we do. 850 billion or whatever it is in China but could you imagine some apparatchik came up to Jamie Moulders and going 
oh look, um, this team won, so this is going to be a team. And he would be, but that is not my. Yeah, that, she yeah, needs yeah. a better halfback. She yeah. must be in all change. Yeah, all change. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's what's happening internationally, as far as I can tell. Officially, from the FIH website, there's been piles of club hockey going on all over the place. Um, too much for us to get through on this program, that's for sure. But been f- following as much as we can on the uh, the internet and the socials. That's right. The maiden edition of the West ha- Africa Hockey Fives um, came to an end. It was under-17 competition, so it's, it's a link into qualification eventually through to the Youth Olympics and the Hockey Fives competition. That's uh, a conversation for another time. But uh, Nigeria pipped Ghana to the uh, the gold in the boys' division, and Ghana were the winners over Toga in the girls' division. Um, Ivory Coast played Togo in the bond, uh, in the boys bronze medal game and uh, it was a fairly level game I think it was 1-1 at the end of the first half uh, Ivory Coast ended up winning 3-1 in the game there so they got the bronze medal and uh, now this is kind of the culmination of a four year program that's gone on which has been about umpire development coaching development and player development and we've spoken before about the merits of the the Hockey Fives competition to countries that are developing it would have been nice to have seen Salis and the Sierra Leone uh, mm. guys there um, and girls on the girls side of things uh, Ghana's uh, Ghana beat Togo 4-1 and of course Ghana on the full international stage are taking part in the Commonwealth Games for the first time on the hockey uh, on a hockey level for the, the women's team this year looking forward to that uh, did I say 4-1? No, it was half-time, was 4-1. 9-1 final score there. So there's obviously good things going on with Ghana hockey at the moment and uh, obviously things like this, uh, um, the finals happening there for the fives and all the programmes going around are showing that it's a real hub for hockey in West Africa. Oh, definitely, and um, something that can grow too. It's it's There's a lot of room and potential for those sort of tournaments to grow in Africa and encourage more and more people to pick up a stick yeah that's it grassroots grassroots or dirt roots sometimes but it doesn't matter what you're playing as long as you're playing absolutely there's an absolutely for you we edited out your so but we've got that an absolutely so (laughs) so we get to what was really the big news over the weekend from the hockey world the EHL you're a hockey league the in inverted commas the biggest club competition in the world we can't really argue with that, can we? There's nothing bigger. No, no. I think that's uh, the premier event at the moment. I, I see it as a, a model to work forward so that it wouldn't be the uh, the premier club competition in the world. It would be one of five or six premier club competitions that led to a competition that was slightly above it. But that may or may not happen. Oh, you still got the moaners out there for it. They were saying that oh, half the teams in this competition uh, wouldn't even make it to the top six in the hoop class. <laughs> and uh, well, they might not be that wrong when you consider that, as we'll get to in a moment, a three hoof, of the top class? three of the top four are Dutch <laughs> Dutch sides in the final four. Yeah, um, but where do all the Dutch play? Where do all the guys playing in these teams come from? Jamie Dwyer's, you know, a lot of these guys aren't necessarily Dutch. No, there's a it's good, a there's quality, a good, there's they're able to pay these fellas to turn yeah, up and no, play they're, for they're, them. Fair, fair dig, you know, yeah. that's fair, good, well done to no, them. There's generally, but, a core yeah. of, there's generally a core of local talent and they uh, accentuate their sides yeah. by introducing some of the very best players in the world. I've got nothing that, against that, that, but don't bag other countries and places because they can't do it. They oh, can't nobody, nobody's, no, nobody's, no, the people that knock it, not you, no. 
No, no, it wasn't you. How could I take offence at a guy with a fries T-shirt on? What? Because I really love French. You got French fries on your T-shirt. Yeah. I'm, I'm starting kid, to feel hungry now. The little one just loves just put, you know, pulling them down off the shirt. Nom nom nom. Yeah, give me, I some, bet. Give me some chips. Well, there. that's how I'm feeling now. Well, that's only because we only feed her bread. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we let's get back to the EHL. Um, I can't remember what we were just talking well, look, about. Then. Straight up, for a start, like you mentioned before, fantastic to be able to see it all, and uh, it was all streaming live and direct on um, EuroHockeyTV.org. A little bit on YouTube. Uh, the very first game, they had a few issues there, and on the second game, there was some sound issues with the, the commentators being switched on and only getting the, the coach and umpire audio coming through, which was interesting. But yeah, it was fantastic. And look, and maybe that's something for the future is you can switch audio channels as you come in other codes. Yeah, yeah, as, as you wish. And if you're an umpiring geek and you you want to hear everything that's said by the umpires loud and clear, and it's not coming over the main cameras, you can tune into that. If you're a, a coaching geek and maybe you listen to the Frank Hockey podcast delivered by Mr. Andrew Wilson, episode eight is out now. That's the end of the first series. Then uh, you just tune into the co- the coaching uh, channel with it. What I did find interesting in those uh, the shots where the coaches were talking to the team was. All of the players seem to have the same blank expression that my teammates have <laughs> when I'm saying something at half time. Anyway, that's a discussion found, for another I, I found it quite interesting with some of the, the coaches of those sides that were um, from a, a traditional Anglo-English speaking background but have obviously been in Belgium or Holland or yeah, France yeah. or wherever it might be for so, for so long that they've just got this, this, this weird kind of uh, hybrid accent going on. Should we talk about the results? Well, should we should we go through the top four or talk through some of the individual games? Well, I watched lots of hockey. It was good, knockout good hockey, good. so it's not like we're talking about pools and what goes on there. I mean, there were some great games in those early stages, and uh, a lot of them were quite close. I mean, three nil with the scoring system that's involved could essentially be a, a two nil game. You know, if you score a field goal on penalty corner, that's three. So it's Without harping on about the goal scoring system, yeah, we'll talk more about that towards the end of the yeah, show. We I think will. anyway. But um, you know, there were some fairly close results there, and uh, you know, Holcomb. Well, they were a little bit undermanned. Um, Pilot, Pilot put in a, a good, solid performance. They did, they deserved the win yeah. there. Um, Heracles, and of course, we spoke great about Heracles game, over the past couple of weeks with the uh, the great fan support, and they were superb after the win there. The, they did some kind of strange little team movement, and the, um, the fans did. They tried, you know, it's that kind of um, the Icelandic clap type thing yeah. with, along with the crowd. It's something a little bit um, orchestrated and, and choreographed. It was a 4-2, but if you went on the old scoring system, it was a 2-1 game, which probably has reflected more the way that game played out. Yeah, oh, it, it was super. It was it was high intensity, and then yeah. that... Um, Great yeah, defending. Yeah, the, ra- the, the yeah. Royal Racing uh, Brussels... Uh, win over um, Dean Kazan. and Kazan on the, on, the, on the next game up now there were some cracking goals good. and again there's one from Tom Bone where he's picked it up inside the, the, the D and he's done this cheeky little flick up into the top 
top right hand corner and yeah. it's just superb just at, you wouldn't see a finer display of skill from the, the pick up and the finish on it yeah you were a bit disappointed in the last result Kampong and Rotlas Well, well that was good Friday I watched the first five minutes of the game it was five past two in the morning <laughs> our time <laughs> um, I'd ignored the family for the whole evening uh, watching you were hockey. here for a little while well I was here <laughs> to watch the first half of one of the games here and uh and I was like, can I can I stay up to watch this game? I really can't justify another hour and a half before getting to bed. I had a busy day the next day, so sadly I didn't watch the game. Um, oh, you know, I was behind Davy Hart because he's a very good goalkeeper. He is. Um, but uh, yeah, look, Stephen spoke last week about the quality in that Rottweiss Cologne side, Cologne side, wherever you are in the world. Um, so. A tight win, a good win for, for Kampong there. That, that was probably the lowest scoring game of the whole round, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, no, there was nothing else below 1-0. No, 1-0 no, was, uh, was the lowest. Yes, the lowest obviously, goal. a penalty corner goal. Yeah. Uh, and, you look, do you think that might have been a celebratory moment, John? Uh, I reckon that was a really big celebration. I reckon you'd celebrate that one goal harder than you would celebrate nine goals. Yeah. Anyway. Um... Then we get on Fan, to fans and players alike. Saint Germain and Three Rock Rovers. That was oh, a cracking I love that game. game. We called that before with Javier from the Hockey Man yeah. um, behind Saint Germain, and uh, obviously Findo Stephen from uh, EHL and yeah. the Hook. Three goals to two. Um, probably the right result in the end. I mean, Three Rock were very unlucky, um, but Saint Germain they score when they had to. I look, I, 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 that was a close one. I'm, I, my heart was kind of with three rock rovers oh, uh, yeah, th- there on it. Um, but then the performances that San Germain then put on beyond that. Now look, they got stuffed in the eight nil in the um, the knockout eight game against yeah. Blumendahl. But that first quarter against Blumendahl, they bossed it. Now Simon Mason made comment at the time on the com- commentary that. It seemed as though maybe Blumendahl just sat back and soaked up. Let's see what you got, and uh, and then from that second quarter onwards, sort of put put the uh, the foot to the gas and, and dominated the game. But even then, in the second quarter, the the goalkeeper for Saint Germain he copped one on bang straight on the helmet. You could hear through the commentary. I put in five or six fantastic saves, and it was a, and you know there was, it was a really spirited performance. The class showed through for them, though. For, Rotterdam uh, and Mannheimer played a four-all draw in the knockout, the first knockout round. Five-four, Rotterdam went through in a shootout. Another cracking game of yeah, hockey. Yeah, tight, very tight game there. Um, yeah, the Germans would be feeling pretty unlucky with the results that they got out of it. Um, yeah, Rot- Rotweiss went on and played the uh, classification game against Dinamo Kazan. Went down ten-eight in that game. Now. Racing from Brussels beat Kazan nine nil in the in the opening game. Now you wouldn't say that a team of the quality of Rotweiss Colm would be that far apart from us. They lost out by a couple of goals to a, a team that lost nine nil in the in the opening round. Now I wouldn't expect Racing to to stuff uh, Rotweiss Colm by nine well, goals. When we look at the Bloemendale Dragons result, Bloemendale eight. How many of those were penalty corners and how many of them were field goals? No, I don't have Can't the stats remember off the top of our head. So it makes it sometimes a little bit hard. No, I, th- I think all, all field goals. All field goals. 
eight, put eight four. No, it's a four nil win, isn't it? But so if yeah. you lose four nil, and you You've you catch well, you catch some catch up with somebody on a Sunday morning, and you're wobbling around the supermarket or whatever, <laughs> and they go, oh, oh, how'd you go yesterday? Yeah, lost four nil. No, got stuffed then. That. Yeah, four, four, you, no, you got stuffed. If you lose four nil, you get stuffed. Yeah, you so if you, you lose eight nil, you get doubly stuffed. But it's just, it's, it's no eight nil and four nil. It doesn't really matter whether you call it one goal, two goals, or a point, two points, whatever. Yeah, but I think it looks bad. It looks worse than it is. Yeah, well, particularly when you go through to the the Dragons versus Three Rock Rovers uh, qualification classification game, which ended twenty ten. Twenty ten. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, I think there's been a lot of talk about that on the socials. So yeah, absolutely. But that's ten five or ten six or but it's it's an indoor score, isn't it? It's not an outdoor score. You know, Hockey Australia, have a look at that for a game. Maybe you should make every single game um, in the AHL in Australia a classification game, and you Don't might be able, you might be ideas. able to get more celebratory moments um, because you know, no, obviously nobody cares. Well, apart look, from the people that scored the goals. Uh, what was interesting is there's a lot of talk about. On the social media and other people, you know, talking about this is the standout game to say that the two goals is a wrong, wrong move, which I support. I don't think it's the right thing to do, but it's interesting to see what that score would have been without that rule in place. And it was 17-5, uh, was it, or 17-4? Well, there's no doubt who 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 won the game, is there? Yeah, well, there's not, but it's interesting that 20 of 17, or it couldn't have been 17 because the mass doesn't work on that, does it? But um, it, if it was that many, that's a lot of that's a lot of penalty corners to be scoring. The one basic thing that's patently wrong with it is that you scored two or three. Well, no, but as, as a team, you can score more goals than the opposition and lose the game, and that's fundamentally that's you know, whatever you do with the match. We're going to talk and, about uh, this, remember? No, but whatever you do with it, that's 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 not a good thing, is it? Does just it makes absolutely no sense. Look, the whole point in is, our game as it is yeah, yeah. as it is now. The whole point of this tournament was to get to four, wasn't it? So once you got to one of the knockout eight positions, at, it didn't matter the results. So between Allheim and Rotterdam and Bloemendal and Saint Germain, those results didn't matter because those two those teams are going through. Yeah, 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 yeah. So those four teams would have gone through. The other games that counted for something were rankings, were the rankings matches that were played, um, because that's where your club ends up. And I know there was some discussion about whether it's worthwhile playing these games. Well, not only where your club ends up, it also affects the um, number of teams that are going to qualify from your nation in fu- in future tournaments. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so it's quite important for the clubs themselves. Now, for the clubs and for their countries. You know, yeah, there's, there's there's some national pride, isn't there? And, and I know there were some arguments about, oh, well, people booking holidays or some rubbish like that. And no, Mo first getting up saying that, well, these games are meaningless. and uh, Apparently not. And, and let these people finish up and go back to their families for Easter. <laughs> it's a good thing they didn't get to the final, isn't it? It's a good thing they didn't win a couple of matches because those poor families missing their poor deprived relatives away at a hockey tournament. Well, what do you do? You go to a hockey tournament that you're in with a shout to get into the very last game on the last night. Uh, yeah. what, what do you do? You just book for one night in the hotel? Uh, it's a funny argument, but anyway, um, th- those positions are important. Maybe not to the players. Maybe the players don't care too much. But the club does, and it's a club competition. It's not a player competition. Yeah. 
but there were some very fantastic, like superb ind- individual performances. Oh, look, by it was fantastic Incredible hockey. goals. It was great to see. Yeah, get onto EurohockeyTV.org. Get onto the social media for EHL TV and uh, see some of the highlights packages that are out there. Um, it's just, it's really, really superb stuff. Um, just those find the knockout knockout eight um, results just to go through those Rotterdam the hosts 13-1 winners over Ullenhus Mulheim the quality of the goals John was can you put a beep in here bullshit um no. Just in, just just incredible. Just 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 check them out. It's um it, it's mind blowing stuff. Yeah, Blumendal eight 0 winners over Saint Germain. Um, uh, Racing France went down seven 0 to no sorry that was a ranking match. Sorry no that, the, no, no 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 that was that, that was that's the ranking games. I'm looking at the list. Um, knockout eight from, knockout eight from the Sunday. Oh, um, yeah. That's right. Yeah, Heracles shoot out winners seven six over Racing Club Palo Barcelona. And Kampong 4-1 winners over Racing of Brussels. So those four teams make it through to the final four in uh, four at, well, at Bloemendal. They, they've earned the right by, by uh, getting that position there. Uh, hosting, that's what, 27th, 28th of May, I believe. It's going to be fantastic. And, of course, you'll be able to watch it all on EuroHockeyTV.org and find out all about it on the social media through at EHL. Just TV. sticking with Euro hockey stuff for a moment. Um, there's also still some social media tweets about a women's side of things. You know, um, oh, the, the European Club Championship. Yeah, that, that, yeah that's the, up soon. The Euro Club Championship for women. I've got some information coming up about that. Uh, from the 17th to 20th of May, there's a Euro Hockey Club Cup for women. There's also the Euro Hockey Club Trophy from the 18th to the 21st of May in Dublin. That's Holcomb, Samchanka, uh, Grondo, Slava Prague, Junior, Lil, uh, Cry, Latskoy, Muxton. It's easy to be innocent. They're, yeah, they're, they're playing there. So that's, at, t- that's a two-tier competition. Yeah, Euro Hockey Club Cup is playing at 7th of the 20th in London, oh. Mannheimer, uh, Uchenberg, Amsterdam, UCD, Schoenigneb, Smolavecchi. <laughs> Uchenberg, <laughs> UH, UHC Hamburg. <laughs> is it UHC Hamburg? No. Oh, it is. Uchenberg, okay. Uh, there's also, sure, got, we got to them. Campo, Ma, Campo Madrid and Surbiton. They're playing in London, 17th, 20th May, so there's a bit of Euro hockey action. Let's hope that gets on. Surbiton. Surbiton, yes. They're playing against Usada. Anyway, look, that's going. Let's hope that that gets on Euro TV as well as the men's does. Uh, I'm sure it will be. Is is the trophy contest the higher one or the cup contest? Cup is the higher level. So the cup's the higher level. Okay, so uh, they should at least get that cup competition. It's played over seven and eight, you know, four days. No, I think it is. I think uh, a knockout competition similar to the sixteen. I'm pretty sure it's on the schedule on uh, EuroHockeyTV.org. Wouldn't be fantastic if that was elevated to the EHL status. Um, and why not um, and there's also some other stuff coming up on there there's some Russian uh, cup championships coming up over the next week or so on EuroHockeyTV.org so live hockey coming out of Russia oh I might have to check that out no Russia not check uh, I'm going to play another bloody Steve <laughs> 
Oh, that was really dragging the battle there, Mr. Allen. Shall we move on? Because you said Drago, the battle. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've got a guest, and she's in, on the Gold Coast. She is indeed. Um, Claire Allen is, uh, was kind enough to join us earlier on. She's on the Goldie at the moment. She's part of the hockey family. And uh, as you know, we're uh, big fans and supporters of the hockey family and all the good work that Tafta does there. Now, she, we're in Perth. We're on one side of Australia. Yep. She's on the Gold Coast. That's the other side of Australia. Uh-huh. We've spoken to people all around the globe on this program, haven't we? We have. And we've had no problems at all, have we? Um, Recording and stuff? Oh, no, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Mainly, no, mainly. Some problems, no. Yeah, no. Um, do you reckon we could get a decent connection to Claire on the Gold Coast? It was a bit up and down, so hopefully you can bear with us with it and uh, it doesn't affect your listening experience too much. No, there is a little bit of processing going on, unfortunately, but we'll get the message. Joining us on the reverse stick, live and direct from Queensland in Australia, we've got Claire Allen from the Hockey Family joining us. Claire, welcome to the reverse stick. Hello, hello. So we we spoke just before, said uh, it wasn't all sunshine over there. Experience a bit of rain at the moment? Quite a lot of rain, yes. uh, I've come over here expecting the sunshine and it's torrential today. A lot of people do expect the sunshine, but let's uh, look. Let's uh, crack straight on to why you're there in Queensland. We've got the Commonwealth Games coming up. What's your involvement? Um, well, I'm over here with the hockey family, um, watching, uh, covering a lot of the women's hockey. I'm also covering for a charity support through sports, so I'm doing a lot of the women's and disability events as well. But very excited to be here and. Um, Certainly, to certainly the hockey is what has got me the most excited. Looking forward to tomorrow morning. Of course, everything kicks off. We've had the our time and your time as you are at the moment. We've we've had the uh, opening ceremony going on there. It's yes. All set to be a fantastic tournament. Um, this isn't your first tournament, though, is it, to cover for the hockey family? No, no, it's not. No, um, we've been doing uh, quite a lot of the international stuff. There's so much going on at the moment um, so we've had the, the World Series and the Europeans and obviously with the World Cup coming up next there's um, there's a lot going on So people can get onto the Hockey Family website and, and read your articles on there? Yep, yep, through the website they, they post on Facebook, Instagram Twitter, we're, we're everywhere <laughs> And you mentioned before you're there also with Support Through Sport do you want to share mm-hmm. with the listeners what that's all about? Um, yeah, they're, they're a charity based in the UK. They're very much um, um, supporting uh, women and disability sports, trying to boost promotion of um, these sports um, and the coverage that they get. Um, so, yeah, I'm out here for them as well, doing uh, a lot of that. So looking forward to things like the, uh, the power athletics that they've got going on here. That will be really exciting. And that's a fairly recent thing for Commonwealth Games? Yeah. Um, Yes and no. Um, more more brought to the front um, recently, and um, the, the great thing about the Commonwealth Games is that um, all these sports run, you know, at the same. So you can go to an athletics event, and you'll get to watch, you know, a mix of everything. There'll be some parathletics in there as, as well as, you know, everything else. And it, it, it's great that the Commonwealth Games is one of these events that um, just showcases everything really, and you, you get to see everything. It, it's a great event. So on to the hockey, you've, you've seen a fair lot of international competition over the, the past couple of years and been doing mm-hmm. stuff with the hockey family for four years plus. What, what, are, what are you expecting out of the, the games that are coming up and do you have a hot tip for uh, 
Well, tell us who you think is going to win and who you'd like to win. Obviously, I'd like England to get the gold this year. Um, last Commonwealth Games was uh, a bit of a sore spot with Australia. Um, losing out to the gold medal in the last 12 seconds of the game was... Um, I think it's still a bit raw for everybody. <laughs> Four but, years um, on. Yes, I would say it still is. It, it, I think that's the goal this year is to get that. But again, you know, Australia have got such a strong team. New Zealand as well are are, are up there this year, and um, I, I'd like I'd like England to get it. Uh, but oh, I, I wouldn't like to say. I wouldn't like to call it. There 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 are some too many strong teams. This year, um, you know, certainly between those three as well, I, I put them in the top three. Well, we happily get predictions wrong most weeks, uh, Claire. <laughs> so don't, you know, you, you no need to sit on the fence with it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, possibly, I possibly would go with Australia just because you know they're back. They, they've, they've been, they've had such a, you know, they've been so strong, and playing, you know, at home, it, it gives them a bit of an advantage, doesn't it? But. I would be pleased to see England swipe it out from under them this year, seeing as they did it to us four years ago. (laughs) Claire, the other team that's creeping in under the radar a little bit is India as well. They've got a bit of form behind them. I've got my colleague out here, and we've literally just had that conversation that, um, yeah, we we think they might be the toughest one in our pool, to be honest. You know, everybody's got their eyes on South Africa tomorrow, who who are such a strong team and play very similar... Um, to England um, but yeah I, I think India might be the, the tough one in our pool to be honest um, just uh, quickly that's the that's the the women's side any ideas on the men so you got a, a, a tip on the tip there <laughs> that, I mean that's difficult I mean the men certainly have their uh, certainly from England's point of view have their their hearts set on a medal this year um, but again um They've got some strong team. The Indian team again is very strong for the men. The Pakistan team is very strong. It's um, I, I wouldn't like to call it. <laughs> Once again, well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you now, it's Australia for another, yeah. another yeah. year. Yeah, uh, Hang on, <laughs> as an Australian, I'll say stop putting this pressure on us. There's a couple <laughs> of teams that can win there. Don't worry about that. We'll have to play well. It's not a lay down mazair. Mm. So Claire, what's your hockey history? You play the game. I do, I do. I've been playing, oh God, since I was at school, so about 20 years now. Um, but yeah, just, uh, just, uh, um, regional league, um, played in goal for a very long time, um, and now out on the field, not doing as well as I do in goal, but it, uh, enjoying it. So an ex-goalkeeper? Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yes. I'm, 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 I'm in the same camp there, and, uh, people think, think a little bit more of you when you're not in goal, I think. They don't think you're quite so crazy. Or, or smelly. Yeah. No, well, that is true. That is true. I just seem to get uh, carded quite a lot for kicking a ball when I'm not supposed to these days. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to get Keely done onto that one. Well, there's been a bit of umpires <laughs> kicking balls, hasn't there? That's right. Yeah, <laughs> so, Claire, where, where can people uh, read your thoughts and experiences and what's going on and, and get involved with what you're doing there at the Commonwealth Games? Um, well, it's, we're, we're doing um, like a daily update um, through the Hockey Family website, which will also go out through their Facebook and their Twitter. Um, Taff, our founder, is very kindly going to be posting that out for us as we update him as we go. Um, so, yeah, everything can be followed live on all our social media um, outlets. Um, obviously, in the UK, they'll be getting all the info as they wake up, um, just as I'm going to bed, which 
is is uh, strange for me, but um, yeah, it, 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 it's all up there. Well, I think we're hoping to do something similar when it comes round to the the World Cup because you guys will be there with the hockey family on site yeah. um, in London, and, and we'll we'll be a, a, a few ha- a few hours ahead of you um, over here. So we're hoping that we can do something similar through the World Cup and give some daily shows um, from the reverse stick with the hockey family and uh, yeah. and build the excitement around the Vitality Women's World Cup. It, it's we're certainly very excited about it. it you know the build up to it in, in the UK is massive already so um, it should be a great tournament yeah I think ticket sales are going well and I, I, I you know I wouldn't expect anything but packed houses yeah. Claire yeah. We, yeah. we really can't let you go without a tip we okay. we need a gold medalist for both the men's and the women's for you not so that we can hold you to ransom after the tournament in any way shape or form because we're terrible <laughs> at it but we need you to commit Okay. Right. Women's, I'm going with England. Okay. Men's. Oh, suspense. Mm-hmm. I know. You want to say England, don't you? <laughs> no, I, I'd really like to. I'd really like to. I'd really like to say England. I, I'm going with Australia. That's yeah, a fantastic call. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the English men are a real chance. You saw the game they played at the... Uh, Sutton Aslan. Sutton Aslan. Yeah. I mean, they can knock Australia off. It's your ability to knock off not as, only Australia, because you might not play yeah. them in the final, you might play them in the semi-final. You've got to beat India, you've got to beat yeah. New Zealand, yeah, you've got to beat Canada, right. you've got to oh, beat Scotland, you've got to beat Wales. <laughs> oh, look, Claire, I'm really envious of you being there on the ground. It should be a great tournament. It, it really should. I'm really excited. Um, you know, I don't think I'll sleep much tonight. Up and raring to go in the morning um, to to be there on the front line is just going to be great. So I'm hoping for better weather so I don't have to sit out in the rain and watch it, but it will be just as exciting. Uh, well, look, it would feel just like home otherwise, wouldn't it? A bit warmer. No, exactly, exactly. Oh, yeah, definitely warmer. <laughs> definitely warmer. I've still had the shorts and T-shirt on in the rain today. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Claire, thank you so much for joining us on the Reverse Stick. Enjoy the tournament, and we look forward to catching up in the future. Perfect. Thank you ever so much. Thank you. Cheers, Claire. Thank you. You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast, and that was Claire Allen, who's on the ground in the Gold Coast for the hockey family. It was interesting, our chat with Claire beforehand, Ordinarily, if she didn't have a broken foot like she has at the moment, she'd have been on the Gold Coast and checking out some of the surf over there. I don't know how good it will be with the current weather that they've got. But uh, I said, so how, how you know how do you get into surfing living in Northampton? But of course, she said no. She's a Cornish girl, so used to used to the big waves down there in Newquay. Yeah, uh, she's got prime seats to what should be a really really good tournament as well. Looking forward to it. There's some classic games coming up, of course, on the men's side of things. You've got India and Pakistan. That's happening uh, on the Saturday. So maybe by the time you've heard this uh, podcast, you already know the result there. But I'm looking forward to that particular game. Well, a couple of things with that. Is is this the complete Indian team now? There's been a, a no, lot, lot of tinkering. No, it's not. So is, is World, World Cup is the goal? Oh, definitely. But this isn't... Remember, we, we mentioned it a few podcasts ago. Uh, quote from Sean Moreno you know how they put up these podcasts the podcast put up these quotes the Indian board all the time things Sean said or 
um, the, the women's coaches said and players. They love yeah, their little yeah, quotes. And yeah. What do they call them? Memes or something? Is that right? No, that's not. That's not it's a meme. not a meme. Not a Whatever meme. it is. I, t- I tell you, I, I listened to another podcast that you're on recently. Oh yeah. And uh, there's a certain gentleman that you do those with. Yeah. And he he said, uh, yeah, I don't know what these things are called. They put up on social media these memes. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag showing your age hashtag, hashtag Ashley Morris <laughs> anyway getting back to what the Indians put up they put up a quote from um, from Jim Shaw Murray, yeah. and it didn't include the Commonwealth Games Is it like these are the things that we're working that these are the benchmarks okay, yeah. and it didn't include the Commonwealth Games which at the time I thought was odd I thought that might have been hot but maybe he just sees this as a great opportunity not a goal well, this is it. It's, you know, for a lot of the hockey world, it means nothing at all as a, as a tournament, and there'll be no eyes on it whatsoever. Um, for others, it's one of the top top three tournaments that they could ever play. And for a lot of international players, it might be the only big tournament that they ever play. I'll tell you right now that the India-Pakistan game will be one of the highest-ranked viewing events of that tournament. Of, of well, that, the whole games. I'm not just talking the tournament. I'm talking the whole games. Well, that all depends on what your viewing accessibility is for it, though, isn't it? Then, well, and that, 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 that's something I think the whole world is going to struggle and with. And it's going to be on TV in Pakistan. Yeah. So I, that's going to blow the roof, that game. Well, look, it's going to be an interesting um, encounter, particularly because of Roland Altman's taking on the, the Pakistan role. Now, there have been some big changes in India and a lot of experimentation and uh, a lot of those guys that did well in the Junior World Cup have been more and more involved in the, the senior team and will be at the Commonwealth Games. Um, but there's a different perspective. Now, Roland Altman's can't work magic in six or seven weeks, but I think there might be a little bit more of a defined approach from the Pakistan team going into this tournament than we've seen with the mishmash of coaches coming and going and over over the past 12, 18 months. Got any predictions? What's what's your tip? Because we've already hit Clara. Um, on on the men's side, it's yeah, going to be hard to be it's going to be hard to beat a Mark Knowles inspired Australia. Now Mark was uh, the flag bearer for the Australian team at the opening ceremony. Um, bit of controversy over here in Australia on it. Some people thought somebody else should have got it, but geez, you know the bloke's uh, done his time, eh? Well, I, I think he got it because he's a captain of a team. But that's another th- argument for another day. No, there's, but there's a, a shooter that's uh, been to 19 Commonwealth Games so far. He's uh, 104 years old, but he's very, very good at shooting. Is he? Well, he's maybe not that old, but... Anyway, uh, go on. Uh, Noles deserves yeah, it. look, it's going it's, it's to be it's going to be hard to look past Australia. I think uh, I think we could see another. Um, Australia-India final a la Delhi um, and if we do we might see another big score line as well You think so? Yeah. I mean England and Australia are drawn in, in different pools so um, I see them as a challenge to Australia I, I think that if they get their heads right and play the right sort of hockey they can beat the Australians and I, I think India in, to, to win they're going to have to beat Australia but if that happens in a semi-final game, um, you know what's going to happen then? Because that means they're going to have to. Put, that they've got another big game that they're going to have to overcome someone that's been probably the team that beat Australia in the pool games. Well, but in Australia's pool, they've got New Zealand, Canada, uh, 
ranked 9, ranked 11. South Africa ranked 15, Scotland 23. Oh, no, uh, I don't see anybody in their pool catching them. But I think India and England can. It's whether one of those two teams can get, then go on to beat to win the next game. You haven't, mentioned, or, you haven't mentioned Malaysia in there either. Now, Malaysia have got form over India, haven't they? Yeah, uh, well, Malaysia, Malaysia could be the bolter in there and, and finish top two to, to go through. I don't see enough teams being able to string together enough good enough games to win it, if that makes sense. I'm just looking at it. You're going to blow. I'm, I'm looking at the pools. I'm looking everybody, at the pools. Everybody, everybody. Australia number. Australia yeah, against look, Australia. Aust- Australia number one in uh, in pool A. New Zealand number two in pool A. Um, but anyway, look. England funny will squeeze. Can happen. Oh, here we go. England number one in pool B. Yeah. Malaysia number two in pool okay. B. Okay, that's a big call. Let's move to the women's side of things. That's a much wider open race, you'd think. Of course, the, the Australian public thinks the Australian women are, are going to win it, but um, there's there's a lot of room for falling over and failure in that that's tournament. Uh, you look at the Indian women, who are definitely on the rise and are a definite threat. Uh, the New Zealand girls, they're, they're equal, at least, you'd, you'd think. And um might be another smoky in there. What do you think? I'm looking at Ghana. No, they won't be a smoky. But the Malaysian women are going to upset some teams as well, I would imagine. No, you th- look. I I would probably England. I probably in, I forgot in, about England. In, in Pool B, it's yeah, it's 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 between Australia and New Zealand, and I think New Zealand are going to pip it. Um, that doesn't mean that I think that Aust- that, that New Zealand are going to win it outright. It's one or two, so it doesn't matter whether you finish one or two, you go through. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, Malaysia no, Wales no. Um, it's between India and South Africa for that second spot behind England um, in near the pool. Uh, South Africa, really good prep through the um, the Pro Series League earlier on in the year with getting the under 21s into to teams together, and a lot of those girls are now moving through, like Kristen Payton that we had on the show previously, yep. and, and uh, I think there'll be. Um, some good spirit in the camp there. Um, yeah, it's 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 whether India fulfilled the promise and the and the the hard efforts of her end singing there. That's that, that, you know there's a new dawn for the for the Eves. Yeah. Well, I I think the Australian men are, uh, you know, you couldn't bet against them at this stage. But that's not to say they'll win it. But I think they will. And on the women's side of things, I think England will win. I, I, I'm not sure that the, uh, the Australians are playing good enough game at the moment. But it'll be an interesting tournament for them. Lots of games underway over there at the moment. Anyway, the, the, everybody's now in camp. A lot of the Queensland state teams have been playing games against some of the, the international sides. I've seen that Scotland yep. have played some games over there. And, uh, um, so look, a couple of days to go. And, uh, exciting times. Now, we don't know where you can view the games. It's different in each country. Um, John made a tweet earlier on saying he doesn't hold a lot of hope in the host broadcaster and their history on hockey you know quite often we'll watch the first eight minutes of a game and then they'll uh, switch to a replay of some swimming that happened about three hours previous um, and then back and forth and they'll or just delay it yeah um, it's disgraceful and then to not be able to offer it on any other kind of platform um, but it'll be available on the 7 app Apparently, I don't know who's, who's to know. You know, they're telling us everything will be available, but what what will be available and how you'll be able to get it, 
but we're, look, we're gonna we're gonna keep an eye on all that stuff, and so look out on our social media, on our Facebook, yeah. on our Twitter, on our Instagram, all at the Reverse Stick. Do like and follow us, and then you'll get those updates automatically as we post them. And I would I would not be um, sending any complaints to the FIH because this would be uh, something that's out of the FIH's hands. Send it to the Commonwealth Games organisers. They're the ones that sell the broadcast rights to these events. And if they're not going to provide a platform for to watch all of the events in our sport, well, what's our sport doing there? And look, we're not going to have time for it this week, but in the middle of next week's show, I'll give you a little fact section on what the Commonwealth Games is all about. If you've never heard of it, you've got no idea what goes on there. Why is it a thing and who gets to compete? We'll cover all of that in next week's show. You're listening to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. Matt, a couple of things for me that came out of the EHL, because uh-huh. I thought overall it's a really good tournament. And, and these aren't things to moan and complain about. They're just points of interest that warrant perhaps discussion. Perhaps they don't. One of the interesting things was uh, players coming back, and the commentators, the wonderful Nick Irvine, and Simon Mason. Yeah, r- fantastic. I, yeah. And I really did enjoy the, yeah. enjoy the commentary with it. Really did. They w- mentioned it at the time. I can't remember which game it was, but a player who'd been given a card, time was up, ran out on the field, just at the right moment of the game where he ran on the field and ran forward and guy threw a big overhead and, and he nearly scored a goal. I don't know if you can remember. It was one of the early games. Didn't score the goal, but it was a situation very easy. It was a great chance. He could have very easily scored the goal. Um, and they made the point, should a player who's just been sent off for a mis- misdoing be allowed to give him that such an advantage? Should we, in fact, you're not coming back on until there's a break of play and the umpire allows you back on? Now, isn't that, is that the way it works in our grades? It's every grade. I thought that was the no, way it worked well, that, anyway. Well, no, but that's, it's, it, that's all symptomatic of roll-on, roll-off subs, isn't it? So it's roll-on, roll-off off the bench. You don't have to then be switched for another player on the bench or whatever. That's it. That's... You're, you're a substitute. You get off, get off the naughty chair, and you you enter the field at the halfway point, the same point that somebody else has to come off. Then, but that's there's fine. no one, no one else has come off though. Well, no, that's fine then. Yeah, no, of course, yeah, no, that's fine. That your your time on, unless unless there's eight seconds to go before you're due to come back on, and you've started running down the sideline on the outside of the field, <laughs> and then and then darted in behind. As long as you enter the field at that centre point, then that's fine. If it's on on your time to get on the field you can't get up can't get your backside off that seat that's counted as time off the off the naughty chair so you the clock doesn't start on your time off the field until your your bum is planted down okay it's not oh well i'll have a little stroll over to the chair and the, the, oh, clock, no, no, the clock's already running yeah yeah, okay. yeah so no that's fair enough i think okay. so yeah it's fair enough what about the umpire's uh goal the umpire's, well, no, the umpire's assist. The umpire's assist. Yeah. And apologies to the umpire involved, because it's not, I, it's not about him. It's no, I can't remember the game that it, that it was in, but it was one that I watched. Um, so the def- the, the, there's a goal mouth scramble. Umpire's moved into a position to get a better look at it. Player's gone to clear the ball. It's hit his foot, bounced back over him, and a forward has knocked it back in past the goalkeeper and the rest of the defence. So if the umpire wasn't there, the ball would have gone... Clear over the sideline. Sideline, backline. Sideline. He, right. he hit it square. He didn't hit it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the the curve of the ground, the modern pitch, depending on which pitch you're playing on, might have t- taken it that way. But he was looking at the side. He wasn't looking for backline. So a lot of the comment that I'd seen on Twitter in particular was about 
does the umpire need to be that close? Um, what, why is he in that position? Couldn't he stand behind the line? Blah, 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 blah. Now, obviously, as an umpire, you're trying to get the best possible angle that you can get to view the ball. Do you think he maybe was a bit wayward in the position? Uh, I would have said that uh, running through a perpendicular from his position square to the baseline, that if he moved back onto the field as he did was correct, but he moved to the wrong side of the perpendicular, he got went closer to goal by a step or two. This is just my impression. Is anybody else still listening? Whereas he should have gone back <laughs> a step or two. See, I tr- I'm deliberately trying to fool Keely and to make him think that I know what I'm talking about by using these complex terms, I think, which aren't very complex. Keely seemed to be quite supportive of the, the fact that the umpire's trying to get the best position possible. Oh, yeah, absolutely, and, and he was. I, I would say to him next time, take the step across and back, not across and forward. But that's just my opinion as a long-time fullback who would have been absolutely as dark as sin if I had made that clearance. Not, not, only opin- not only opinion, but advice for umpires too. I would have been advising him a lot as well. And I would have been making damn sure he didn't stand there again on future short corners. You need to swear. That wasn't a bad swear word, not like what I'd say to the umpire. But look, it's, it's an unfortunate situation. I don't know. Can we change the rules? Do the rules need to be changed? Should we change the rules? Or do we just no. have to suck it? No, it's the same as the corner flag. It's the, it's the same as the post. It's, that's no, it's it, not. Know. It's the umpire. The corner flag can't blow a free hit against you. But if you can take the advantage, you'll take it. If you drive a, a, a I don't know, your centre half, you smashing, smashing the ball out to the right wing. The umpire steps into your into the way. But one of the defenders was about to nip in and, and uh, intercept anyway. The ball comes off the umpire. You're not going to put your hands up and go, oh, fair play. No, the ball was going to you, mate. Anyway, um, you can have it. No, 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 no. You'll be straight onto it. Bang, off you go. Play on. Fair enough. Well, I'm just throwing it out it's there. It's a corner a flag in the middle of the field. It's a corner flag in front of, in front of the spot. Just throwing it out there. It's a conversation. Yeah. I thought they were living, breathing beings, although trees are as well. But umpires know, are umpires. very they're very fleet-footed. Not on this occasion, they weren't. <laughs> Correct, Amanda. Look, it's an unfortunate incident. You can argue both ways for as long as you like, but at the end of the day, he blew his whistle. It was a goal. The, Defenders didn't look happy, but they pretty well marched back to their positions. <laughs> so what, was so, it, what other bits of controversy out of EHL, well, or the debate that was had online? Well, forget that, about the goal scoring for a second, because we've made our position on that absolutely plain and clear for a long time. Bef- to Stephen Finlater, the first time we talked to him, um, uh, all I can say is that a lot of people agree with us. If you took a vote today for amongst the hockey world, what they thought of the idea would be at least 80% against it. Yeah, and I, I just as a straw poll of looking at different comments on Twitter, and I do spend too much time on Twitter, you can follow us at the reverse stick on <laughs> Twitter. Um, there are a few dissenting voices saying, well, um, the short corner is an, is an easy option to drive for and uh, it's, uh, it's a cheap goal compared to a field goal. And, um, there are a couple of things that I read along those lines. I, 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 you know, I, I don't agree. But the thing that I agree with probably most, if you take the shootout scenario out of it, was something that Dave Passmore, um, uh, Irish coach, had, had put up there was, well, hang on a minute, if you want the... the the field goal to have some kind of supremacy over a, a penalty caller goal if it's a drawn game then the result is is worked out on the number of field goals or penalty corners 
scored so field goals counting for more in that scenario my thoughts are that people that claim that um, a penalty corner is a cheap goal don't take too many penalty corners because people who do take penalty corners know how hard it is it's a unique skill of to our game and I think you know and the patterns that you can I make with it I can't do it so no but, so we should cheapen it it's not, not a reason to however I, you know I, I did have a couple of conversations with people online that if if uh, you talk to anybody, I do. I do. The reliance on penalty <laughs> corners. Uh, your concern on the reliance on penalty corners is the fact that some people have a lethal drag flicker. Um, we've talked about this before on the show. Let's restrict the drag flick. It's it's not necessarily a healthy thing lower down the grades. It's something that could be dangerous. It is dangerous to the game. So let's let's put drag flick rules. You've got to hit backboard height the same as if, if you're hitting the ball. We don't disagree with being able to flick the ball but let's uh, let's regulate the drag flick and then maybe that takes some of this modern day primacy away from the, um, the short corner at the high end of the game. Well there, there is another method to ensure that um, more goals are scored. Start taking kid off goalies. Well, or making goalies. No kick. kickers. No kickers, boys. <laughs> you can wear all the other gear. No kickers. Well, there, there was one of those moments came up in the EHL as well, where one of the sides had a player with goalkeeping privileges, but only had a face mask on and didn't have a full helmet on. Which he should have. According to uh, section 16.759. Was the, it? No, I haven't got a clue. Kelly or uh, Yeah. No, no, no. Which she posted it. The, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the numbers are up there. They are Check indeed. Check out at FHumpires on Twitter. You'll find out all about it. And so they should. I've been involved in games where we've had to make, you know, the umpires made us. One game where the umpire blew the bloke up because he got the ball, he was a frustrated halfback in a helmet. And well, can you, but can you go back five without having somebody with goalkeeping no. privileges no it, it, well in our local grade you have to have a goalkeeper someone playing the goalkeeper so but if the goalkeeper is not someone wearing if you a don't, helmet if, if you don't have someone wearing a helmet you have to have someone wearing a helmet so so uh, they automatically become a kicking fullback yeah but does it become a goal is it a goal straight away if you don't have that no you don't you can't play what so the game stops it must do I've never seen it happen but you have to have someone <laughs> no, I don't think helmet. it does it doesn't start unless you've got a bloke in a helmet I can tell you that Glad we never had to deal with that with a whistle in their hand, eh, John? Well, at least that's, only, that's in our grade. I know we've been we've had games before where we've been waiting for someone to turn up or blah blah. In fact, one day when someone was turning up with a goalkeeping kit and the, they wouldn't let us play without the helmet, so we couldn't get on the field and play a game no, unless can, the person had can, a helmet on. You, you, in can, the back. you can, I think, you can, you can still have a short corner with players, but you can't have somebody claiming being a player with goalkeeping privileges. Without a helmet, so like in the in the essence of the EHL, where a goalkeeper gets dragged because they want the numerical advantage, you've got the player that's identifying with the the bib on, so they're they're the kicking fullback. And I, I stick by it's my kicking fullback with a helmet. On. I stick by my idea too that if you drag that goalkeeper in the last two minutes and you score a goal and it goes to a shootout, you can't replace your keeper. You've replaced him already, my friend. If he wasn't good enough then, what makes him good enough now? Well, that's fine, but are you allowed then to have Mark Knowles step in as your kicking fullback? Or a defender off the line going on the one-on-one? As long as he's got a helmet on. (laughs) You're listening to The Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. 
Got anything more to add this week, Matt, before we get to the socials? What's uh, fresh news? What fresh news do you want? Who are you clicking on to get the latest fresh news? Oh, I've, just, I've got to do a translation from Spanish. Oh. Um, Argentina Hockey. Yes. Have uh, made some appointments. I'm going to tell you just what those appointments are in a moment. Coaching appointments. Coaching off appointments. Off-field appointments. Yeah, coaching but they appointments. haven't announced any team changes, though, have they? Just coaches. Uh, well, there's selections coming up, as you know, John, but obviously there's going to be some players involved that said they weren't going to be involved. Um, German Orozco is the new coach of um, Argentina hockey. Do you know much about him? Don't know anything about him. Uh, the hiring of the new technical staff was formalised in a meeting that counted the presence of members of the board of directors, Pedro Ibarra and Matias Paredes. So, player power ruling strong there. It appears to be the case. A um, few cups coming up in India as well. If you're trying to follow Indian hockey, they've got a bit going on there with um, men's and women's cups uh, after the Commonwealth Games. The Pride of Korg Trophy for men and women playing in Connecticut. And uh, the 8th Indian Junior Women's National Championship B Division is coming up at the end of the month as well in Bhopal. Um, go to Hockey India. Dot org and you can see all the latest from the domestic scene there. I think we might have upset a few people on the social media this and week. And Malaysia as well. too. Sorry, and Malaysia too. And Germany and all of the federations. Go to their federation website and check all their latest results. Um, you, you, wait, wait, we have to. You can't just go off into that. No, 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 we can't. We've got to do something else before we do that anyway. Oh, do we? TRS World Eleven. Oh, I nearly forgot. Of course. How could I forget? I don't know how you could forget, John. It's uh, quite astounding. I'm just a coach. He's obviously uh, not. He's not. He's not in pre-season mode at the moment. Obviously, no, no. Now, last week we told you all about Sugar Britches, about Mon, about Crispy, about Baggy, and Tans, O'Shea, the Goat Man, and Hillmanator. Um, we're going to give you uh, the majority of the rest of the team now this evening, and of course, you can follow all the progress of the sponsored, the Reverse Stick World Eleven players. Just go to hashtag TRS World Eleven. And uh, you'll keep up to date with what's going on there. Who do we go to first, John? Oh, after you. You've got the list. I do have the list. Uh, let's go to Muff. Oh, that's I, strange. That's who I've got it on. I don't. I don't think we mentioned Muff last week. Now Muff is the third of the goalkeepers that's in the side. We did mention last week the goalkeepers will be playing either in the back of the net, left wing, or on the bench. Um, well, they might even be at the bar still, as long as, <laughs> as, long as they're not near me, the smelly buggers. Um, now, Rupert. Bolingbrook is uh, is Muff and uh, he's British of nationality but resides in Hong Kong. Plays for Valley. Plays for Valley. Um, although his greatest moment on the hockey field was winning a Hong Kong Cup final with the Mothers. Uh, sounds more like a, a early 70s rock band to me than a hockey team. Well, yeah, I liked uh, his reason to be part of the reverse stick because my club is full of bogans, waifs and strays, dot, dot, dot. That, that sold it to me. It sounds like exactly this World Eleven and material. He, he's also being coached by a former uh, South African coach, Fabian Gregory, um, and his game's getting worse. And uh, he'd, he'd be proud to be a part of it, and hopes that the fact that he's a Hong Kong League player might be a unique thing that gets him in the team. Well, he's absolutely right. I'm hoping by use of the term bogan um, that. Muff is fully acquainted with the HQ Monaro and the XB uh, Tudor Falcon, and we can talk about Mad Max all night. Look it up, kids. 
That's right. Next. Next. Uh, what have you got down on your list there? Let's go to Panda. Panda. Oh, I've got to keep scrolling down. Did you get... Oh, there's Panda. Hello, Andy. Andy Golding, a.k.a. Panda. Um, another British player there. He plays in uh, Division 6 SW. Isn't that an address in England? Oh, maybe it is. <laughs> oh, sorry, I just gave away his home address. Plays <laughs> for the Harpenden Club. Uh, he's 30 years old. Um, was very happy. His greatest moment was last season when he captained the, his, his team to league safety, beating the local rivals and uh, league champions 4-0. Uh, oh, the most embarrassing moment. That's a classic Okay, one. go for that one. Scoring against Broxburn, obviously the arch rivals, and in a spur-of-the-moment celebration, running to the stands to pull up a seat and applauding my own goal. Look, that's the sort of bloke you need in a team. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? When the fines tin comes out, that is some major damage done to a player's wallet. (laughs) But it should be. It should be. be. We'll be in our team, my friend. But he's, uh, he's slowly come to the realisation that he's a player lacking form and lacking the drive to prove his doubters wrong. A player living off the past. Welcome to the Reverse Stick World 11. Panda. Next. I, did, oh, I forgot to mention the uh, most embarrassing moment um, from Muff, I oh. think. Hang on, let me, let me scroll up. Here we go. Uh, wandering aimlessly out of his D only to cl- kick clear a counter-attack. The umpire was so confused he blew for half-time. Ah, that's the sort of confusion we like to create in our back yeah, line. And I've seen that happen before as well. I think I might even have done that as a keeper before. <laughs> no doubt. Occasionally. Next up. Next up we have... Scroll up, scroll down. We have... Oh, Hannah. Hannah? Yeah, now Hannah... Just, just Hannah. Hannah didn't give us a nickname. Now, this is Hannah Bilson. Um, oh, she didn't give us a nickname. Uh, and she didn't even oh. use her own email address either. Um, oh, she plays pencil. in England for um, the Wapping Hockey Club in London, uh, in the East. Uh, she's a sixth eleven team player. Oh, uh, I thought she meant twelfth grade. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be okay. seventeen. Six plus eleven, seventeen, isn't it? Anyway, um, now she. Well, she didn't give us a nickname for a start, so let's just talk about that, John. Um, Goatman was easy. John O'Shea didn't give us a nickname. He's given us a picture with some goats in the background. Goatman, easy. You shouldn't send us those uh, personal Facebook photos. Leave them for your close friends. But we didn't get a well. We did get a photo, didn't we? Yeah, we've got a photo. Yeah, yeah. of Hannah. Yes, yeah. Um, but you know, there's there's you know nothing redeeming in the photo. Hannah looks very lovely. In She's the photo. like well, yeah, yeah, yes, she does a, look a, very a, lovely. A, a vision of beauty. Um, so H- Hannah Bilson, HB. Pencil. HB pencil. Yeah, okay. The pencil. So, <clears throat> Hannah, whether you like it or not, you are the pencil. Um, uh, final one tonight. Well, do we go through greatest moments and stuff? Do oh, okay, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, go for that. She says scoring goals. Easy to remember as this powerful, hard-working midfielder only has three to her name. Well, that's about my return over the past four years, five years. Yeah, I think Hannah might have been going at it a little bit longer than four years. Oh, bless. They would have all have been celebratory moments, wouldn't they? I'm only happy to have someone in the team that claims to be a midfielder that scored less goals than me in the last five years. Yeah, but when you do score them, John, they're very special, aren't they? Yeah, uh, the last one was in a 5-0 win, that really one. That counted. 
<laughs> was it the fifth? Was it the sealer? No, it was the second goal. It was oh, the one that, that broke the prob- bat. It was the broke the bat. Yeah, yeah, that probably was the sealer. <laughs> they were never coming back from no, the No, that was it. That was it. It was a great goal, too. So, last, uh, last person for the side tonight. Now, this is, uh, this is a gentleman called, oh, he's an AKA Cobra. Cobra. It's a snake. We don't get him down here in Australia. Um, not often. We, uh, we've got enough of our own. Of that elk. Oh, we don't get down. cobras here, but we get snakes. So, a cobra is, aka, his real name, not aka, um, Javier Pion. Now, Javier's name has popped up a little bit over the past couple of weeks. Um, Javier is the man behind hockeyman.net that we partnered with to give you the Atlas Hockey Dream Team, um, for the Hockey World League finals from India. And, uh, Javier's in purely because the only, he's the only person from France that's applied, John. Um, and we know him. He's a nice guy. He's a big, uh, supporter and a guy that's involved with the Saint-Germain Hockey Club. Uh, he's off to the Masters World Cup in Terrassa coming up in a couple of months time. We will bring you some more information on the Masters World Cup coming up in Terrassa. We've got a man on the ground there. We're in contact with the media officer there. And uh, we hope to bring you lots of info about what's going on there. If you're getting involved in any big tournaments around the world, maybe some of the Masters comps that might slip our attention, please do get in touch. Send us an email, matt at net or john at net, and uh, you know try and showcase the event. And if you need some help with volunteers, I think they still need some umpires there, John, yeah. um, then you know use us as your voice to try and get it out there to the hockey globe. Uh, but yeah, Javier is in. Did we talk about him last week? I don't think we did. No, I'm pretty sure we didn't. Because we, we didn't mention that his uh, greatest moment on the hockey field is stealing no, we did. I, no, I think right I did. No, I, I said re- reverse seagull. The reverse seagull. Yeah, I think that's what. Yeah, no, Javier. Yeah, Javier's got a double shout on that. So there's three more to come to you. We'll bring those to you next week, ladies and gentlemen. Um, for those of you that are TRS sponsored, thank you so much for getting onto social media and putting that on your bios and your profiles it's really appreciated Um, and yeah any hockey stories to tell put it onto your social media accounts put on the hashtag TRSworld11 that's with an X and a numeric one then uh, yeah put that up there and we'll tell the hockey world about it on the show the gear's coming soon the gear's coming soon look uh, you will all have received an email so explaining what's going on and we're going to have to get an event together. One of us has got to win a lotto, my friend. Win lotto and then, what, off to the Singapore Sixes? Something like that, um, yeah. Enough to pay for a backpackers for a few days and um, a few drinks at the Singapore Cricket Club, isn't it? Yeah, indeed. It Sounds is. like a great weekend. Yeah. Uh, what else? We've got some lovely words. You mentioned Nick Irvin before. Some lovely words oh, from Nick on social so. media. Oh. Yeah, you can talk about social okay, media. So, yeah, some lovely words. We, look, we were pretty active on Twitter throughout the EHL. Um, yeah, we had a bit of fun with an April Fool's tweet saying that from 2020 there's an Australian club champion side that will be um, have been invited to join the qualification process for EHL. Of course, that was absolute rubbish. Uh, not everybody thought so though. <laughs> 
Yeah, some people did get a bit carried away. Well, there's like three levels. There was some good fun from, you know, the likes of Marie Fleur and from EHF. She retweeted it and, um. It's got, a good got, initiative, got, didn't she? she said great initiative, yeah. Um, got, got into the spirit of it. Um, there were some people that reacted quite quickly. <clears throat> Simon Orchard and, uh, a few others that, uh, I think maybe took it seriously. And then that carried on through their various threads of, uh, and there's some really good points being made by people, but I was just having a bit of fun, you know? Uh, you did well. But that's the point, isn't oh, it? Oh, the crowning glory though, with, of that whole April Fool's joke. With what, Sandra Sully retweeting yeah. yesterday, three days after the <laughs> Three days after it. <laughs> yeah, that, that, uh, Sandra Sully, board member. Board, hockey is board struggle. member, yeah. Anyway, uh, that, that was the crowning glory for that particular April Fool's joke. Yeah. I and hope look, she found it a bit, of, bit of fun. But the, but the, the other type of person that with it is the one that has to call out April Fools as soon as they read it. If you read it and you know it's an April Fools, Shut just up. let it go. <laughs> let it go. Let it go. Oh, let, no. it go. let it go. You do have young girls. Yes. Um, yeah, just just ignore it. Put a little smiley face. Retweet it. Ha ha ha. You didn't get me. Why do you have to call out April Fools on it? Get out of town. You're oh. no fun. You're no fun. And those that are listening, you might be a facts person. It's all about facts. It's all about the facts. Come on, give me the program, my friend. Uh, but it was nice to hear from Nick Irvine as well, talking about. Um, well, he got up. He got, to our podcast. Well, he got up early in the morning, a bit earlier than he expected. Um, pre-commentating and thought oh well, I'll check it he actually said I listened to the reverse stick vlogs yeah good on him um, <laughs> um, listened to the show and then sort of gave us some feedback afterwards and, and actually said he may listen a little more because we spout so much sense good job you listened to that episode Nick and not one of the 41 previous there is something in that and uh, good sport too because uh, I did try and claim his commentary for uh, inspiration for his commentary from us. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Which bit? All of it. No, no, <laughs> just just a, just just a bit about clubs being the um, in the DNA of hockey. And yeah. uh, can we claim that having inspired him? And and he he said, go ahead, claim it. So we're claiming it right here. Some interesting stuff from Kieran Govers, Kizer. He uh, he made comment about why do we have to why do we have to keep playing around with the rules everything's okay thanks very much another one yes um, and also a uh, comment from him on EHL and the success of that competition um, look what I, I what I enjoyed apart from the the hockey at the weekend was the vibrancy around social media the debate mm. um, the discussions um, about all things around that tournament and higher level hockey and People at all different levels throughout the game are getting involved with it, and that's that's fantastic. That's what we need. We need that stimulation of the debate to to find out what's really good for the game at the end. Oh, absolutely! It was a fantastic weekend of hockey all around. On you know, and for all those hockey people to come together through the social media and the fans, the yeah. fans, the fans, the San Germain fans on the last day, the Heracles fans, the choreographed stuff that was going on the Rotterdam full houses the the singing the flares the whole excitement of the of the tournament is everything that hockey should be now ladies and gentlemen golf claps are for the fairways not for the hockey field we are hockey make some noise absolutely 
and make some noise if you happen to be at the Gold Coast this weekend too. If you can manage to see any of it, enjoy the coverage that you do manage to get. It should be some cracking hockey. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, all at the reverse stick. And if we can find some feeds for you to be able to watch it live and direct around the world, we'll certainly get that to you. That's episode 43. Done and dusted. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget, tell your mates. See ya. Where's Nick Irvin from? His accent. I, don't, I think maybe, I think maybe in like initially Staffordshire, but um, he's got that kind of uh, slightly better educated tone to it, hasn't he? Cambridge, Oxford sort of thing. Oh, could well be, yeah. Russian spy sort of material. Well, Denmark's hand did get that upset win against Rottweiss, didn't they? Mm.